And welcome into a special episode of Turning the Corner, a Detroit Tigers podcast. I am Kieran Steckley. With me, as usual, is Cody Stavenhagen. We just watched Miguel Cabrera make history. He is the 28th player to reach the 500 home run mark. He did it against the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. Didn't get it during the homestand, but still a special moment. You know, Cody, we had uh, we had talked off air. I said, you know, I actually wouldn't mind in a way him getting on the road because then we could kind of see what we saw with Otani in Detroit where opposing fans recognize greatness and appreciate greatness. You expect it, obviously, at home, but on the road it doesn't always happen. And that's what we got. He hit his number five, 500 home run. And he got a curtain call and an enthused crowd in Toronto. They really seem to appreciate what they saw and appreciate Miguel Cabrera. So what are, what, what are your thoughts on the moment that Cabrera finally reached number 500? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate it couldn't happen at home just because that would have been such a cool celebration. And even in Toronto, uh, they're not at full capacity crowds, but he did get a nice reception. He took a bow after he came out from the dugout. For me, the defining image of Miguel Cabrera's 500th homer will be him sitting in the dugout afterward, just kind of taking deep breaths, but smiling, and you could just sense the excitement, but also the relief. I think he's very glad to have the burden of number 500 off his shoulders. It obviously dragged on for several days. I think the same amount of plate appearances it took A-Rod um, between 499 and 500. It's over now, and we can move on until he encroaches on 3,000, which he's now only 45 hits away from. I think it's still going to be difficult for him to get that this year, but it's not completely out of the question. And there are only six players in baseball history who have 500 and 3,000. Miguel Cabrera, either late this year or early next year, should become number seven. In baseball, there's... You know, it's been around for such a long time, and there's been so many great players and, and so many milestones reached. Uh, you can find Miguel Cabrera is one of X for X, and there's a million of them going out right now. I thought this one was pretty cool. 500 home runs and a triple crown um, on your resume. Frank Robinson, Jimmy Fox, Mickey Mantle, and Ted Williams. That's it. That's it. Wow. I mean, it's... He's in elite company. He's only going to be in more elite company as he gets uh, number 3,000, hopefully this season, uh, but certainly at the beginning of next year if he doesn't get it. he's The, the chase has kind of taken our focus away from this, but he's actually had a pretty decent hitting season. You know, like uh, for, for what we've experienced the past couple years, I've been pleasantly surprised by by his numbers every time they flash up on the graphic. And you could tell also the impact that he has in that clubhouse by how happy everybody was for him. Uh, the Tigers d coming out of the dugout pretty much right away. Um, lots of high fives and hugs. Um, he's been around a long time. He's had a lot of teammates. You don't ever really hear anything in terms of him in the locker room, uh, not being beloved, and then... You study, they see the video of like Jim Tomey, Alex Rodriguez, Big Poppy, and, and those guys. He just seems to be appreciated by all, Cody. Yeah, his personality has obviously been um, a great staple in the game for um, almost two decades now. We see him laughing, chopping it up, having fun 
on the field. I've written before about some of the other complications in Miguel's life and, and career. Um, he's had to deal with kind of the costs of fame, like a lot of these athletes who have achieved greatness. In Venezuela, you know, the scout who found Miguel Cabrera told me he's like Michael Jordan in Venezuela, and he's absolutely beloved by an entire nation outside of, you know, our sphere here in the United States. You know, and examining Miguel at this point in his career is always kind of tricky because he has. He's been worth 0.0 cumulative wins above replacement since 2017. You look at his numbers, traditional numbers this year, 246 average, 13 homers. Not terrible. In a way, it's a credit to him for being able to remain a viable player for this Tigers team after the, the horrible April he had. Um, he's bounced back and he's hit pretty well since the start of May. Now, he is a first baseman DH that still leaves him at negative 0.4 wins above replacement. His OBP is only 312, so his weighted runs created plus is 88, 12% below low av league average. Uh, but we've gotten so many moments and reminders of the greatness that is Miguel Cabrera um, this season as a result of these chases. And I think he's really enjoying, as we've talked about before, playing winning baseball. I think the chase combined with a young fun team around him has, has really reinvigorated Miguel this year. And it's been, it's, you know, I think you can see it on his face. He doesn't talk to the media that often, but when he does, you can kind of sense it. And, you know, today is, is kind of the ultimate celebration when he gets 500. Another crazy stat. He is the only member of the 500 home run club whose first career home run was a walk-off. That's a terrific one. Yeah. So in, in examining Miguel Cabrera and like watching some of the content that's been put out just right, right after the home run, uh, they were talking about it was like an MLB.com video. They were talking about how he like doesn't partake in like hitters meetings. Like he just leaves them, and <laughs> he doesn't like to watch video because he doesn't want to cloud his head or whatever. And uh, I don't know. It just got me thinking. It's it's not very often you you know as a sports writer and a journalist and and you know us as fans get to see something that we know we'll never see again. Uh, we'll never. There will never be another Miguel Cabrera. They might be somebody who puts up similar numbers for the Tigers at some point, but you won't have the the Miggy Bean Miggy. You won't have the, especially in a video slash analytical era, just thumbing the nose at basically all innovations. Uh, he might well be one of the last. How do I say this? Like not pure hitters, but like instinctual hitters that reach a, a hall of fame status because anybody coming up now that's all they're doing oh, he'll probably be the last hall of fame hitter who doesn't watch video for sure yeah um and his no i've talked about this before too the just innate natural gifts he has are truly off the charts i wonder if they're even above guys like a rod guys like Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. I mean, he's certainly right in that tier. This is a guy whose swing has looked identical really throughout from the time he was 16 to now, uh, which speaks to he is just incredibly naturally gifted. He doesn't use tools like video. He doesn't probably have much use for hitters meetings. I mean, you talk to, uh, you know, I remember talking to Lloyd McClendon, who spent several years as Miguel's hitting coach and 
it's kind of like, yeah, you just let him do his thing and try not to mess him up. And if Miguel would have a bad game, he would he would like to tease Lloyd, you know, like you sucked today. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, but there's only so much, you don't do that much to coach Miguel Cabrera. He just does what he does. But if you talk to anyone, they will also always point out his baseball IQ. I think that gets taken for granted. His memory is impeccable. The way he can recall seemingly every pitch of his career, the way he's been able to pretty much set pitchers up to get the types of pitches he wants. He does uh, some things that, again, take a different sort of gifts to be able to accomplish. And he stayed true to himself throughout his career with all these changes, all the technology that has come into the game. Miguel still just goes out there and swings the bat like he did when he was 16 and 60 pounds lighter or however much lighter. And yet he's achieved uh, very similar results for a long, long time now. So I, I just looked up what the Tigers gave up for Miguel Cabrera when they traded for him in 2007. And it was Dallas Trehorn, Burke, Babinhop, Frankie De La Cruz, Cameron Mabin, Andrew Miller, and Mike Ribello. I think they won the trade, Cody. I think they won the trade. I think they did. I didn't even remember those other guys were part of it. I just, I thought it was just Maven and, and Miller. And I do remember Mike Rebello because he managed in the system. Um, yeah, I think that was a good trade. I remember the day it happened. I, I think that was a pretty fun trade deadline or, or trade, um, you know, winter trade meetings. day. Winter meetings. That's right. Winter meetings. Um, there was kind of a lot going on and that ended up kind of being the headline of the day. Obviously, Miguel got traded with with Dontrell Willis, who wasn't um, necessarily at the height of his D-train powers, but was still a very popular figure in the league. So it was a, bro- a blockbuster deal and absolutely one that contributed to changing the course of the Tigers franchise, or at least allowing them to continue a run of success for um, you know the next, what, seven, eight years. And even now, as the team's rebuilding, They've been able to cling to moments like this where Miguel still sells some tickets, where it's still worth seeing Miguel Cabrera play baseball. I think he's deserving of a statue one day, one day in the outfield there at Comerica Park. Oh, without a doubt. Number retired, the whole shebang. And, you know, I, I'm, as I'm just kind of reflecting on my Miguel Cabrera memories a little bit here, uh, you know, I think maybe he deserves like a little bit of a shout out for the whole switching to third base when Prince Fielder came thing. Like, we all knew that w- that and, and there's kind of like a mirror image happening right now in uh, the the farm system. We all knew <laughs> that he was not going to be able to play high quality or you know quality third base. And for a guy of his stature, by the way, remember Derek Jeter wouldn't move from shortstop. For a guy of his stature, A Rod was the better defensive shortstop. They, we'll get into they, that another day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like a guy of his stature could have easily just said, "Nah, f that." But he went and he, you know, gave it a try. He gave it a shot. And, you know, I think that's that also probably plays into why he's respected so much by his peers. Uh, so this season, Cody had a home run in the snow on opening day, a no-hitter for the Tigers, and a number 500 mark reached by Miguel Cabrera. You've been able to see a lot. Unfortunately, two or three of those, you had to do it from your couch but it's been an exciting year (laughs) it's not the way you draw it up unfortunately the tigers were on the road for turnbull's no hitter and miguel's 500th i did not make either of 
those trips, um, especially, you know, getting into Toronto is not an easy process crossing the border and everything right now. So didn't make the trip. Uh, not exactly how you draw it up, but you know what? That's all right. Still going to write some good content. Still has been a really fun season to follow the Tigers, and I'm sure there's more to come. Yep, and if you want to go back to story, uh, Cody's story after Miguel hit number 499, that really just you know, in, you know, encaptures everything Miguel Cabrera. That's available on the Athletic. Any future content, obviously, will be available on the Athletic. If you're a subscriber, you can read it. If you're not a subscriber, you can't. But you can subscribe, and then you can read it. That's how it works. So, any, any other thoughts, Cody? I think that I think that covers it. All right, so. We'll have this episode up and then our usual uh, weekly episode up on Monday morning. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review Apple, Spotify. Follow Cody on Twitter at Cody Stavenhagen. I am at Kieran underscore Steckley. And our podcast page is at Turn Corner Pod. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Enjoy the moment.